Welcome to this edition of ASHA's podcast. I'm Fred Wyan, Director of Communications with the American Sexual Health Association, ASHA. So during September, we observed Gynecologic Cancer Awareness Month, and women's cancers are of special interest to us. Since 1999, we've operated the HPV and Cervical Cancer Resource Center, and in 2011, the National Cervical Cancer Coalition, NCCC, became a program of ASHA, and this was after many years of being lovingly nurtured and supported by Alan and Serena Kay. NCCC is a grassroots initiative that really is for women and family members and caregivers, who all of whom are dealing with personal issues related to cervical cancer and HPV. The heart and soul of NCCC is its network of chapter leaders and volunteers. Currently, we have 35 chapters across the U.S. and even one in Grenada. Most of the chapter leaders are cervical cancer survivors or patients, uh, but some of them are family members who have lost a loved one to the disease, and others are simply wonderful people who are dedicated to women's health and just wanted to get involved. So in thinking of how to tie a bow around Gynecologic Cancer Month, uh, I thought we should put the chapter leaders front and center. And I asked them to share their insights around a number of questions, such as what NCCC offers, how to cope with treatment and follow-up, and really anything else they think women and families should know when it comes to dealing with cervical cancer. So the first question I asked was, just what does NCCC mean to you? And the responses we receive really speak to the need for support and value in finding others who understand and appreciate just what a patient's going through. Cancer can be isolating, and it's easy to see where friends and family members who haven't personally dealt with cancer, if they have, it's probably not your specific cancer, aren't able to fully relate, and the patient can feel kind of alone in some ways. So I'll just jump in with the comments we received, all of which, again, are from NCCC chapter leaders and chapter volunteers. So what does NCCC mean to you? Jen Lee with the Iowa City chapter says, it's an incomparable resource for women going through gynecologic cancer to learn about the process from women who have similar experiences. The guidance provided by fellow patients helps make the process less daunting so women feel like they have unconditional support and care. And through these resources we offer, gynecologic cancer patients no longer have to feel alone. Andrea Gale Powell of the Bloomfield, Michigan chapter sums it up pretty nicely. NCCC means community, support, guidance, and compassion. From the Twin Cities, Sharon Griffith says, For me, NCCC is a caring, specialized, safe place for women to seek guidance and compassion. Jane Fitch from the Queen City of Charlotte, North Carolina, speaks to the feeling of isolation. She says, NCCC gave me a voice in the darkness that is cancer. I went through cervical cancer four years ago. And at the time, I had nothing to hold on to. I knew pretty much nothing and had no one to talk to or connect with during my treatment. No one really knew what I was going through, and finding NCCC was just amazing. It gave me hope and peace, and I knew that I wanted to share that with other women. The organization fills the role and brings connection to those who desperately need it. From New Jersey, chapter leader Sandy Fisher uh, wrote in, and Sandy lost her sister, Carrie Ann Cowan, to cervical cancer. And she said, originally NCCC was something I poured my heart into because I lost my sister to the disease. And now it's just a passion. I enjoy every moment I spend working on events and raising awareness because I don't want another family to suffer a senseless loss like my family did. 
And, you know, that's that's an important point that we need to think about family members because they need support and help, too. And on the NCCC website, we have a page called Just for Caregivers. And, and for Sandy, you know, obviously becoming a wall was an important outlet. Um, I'll just mention quickly another of Sandy's sisters, Laurie Myers, is the leader of her own chapter in North Carolina. So from Miami, Florida, chapter leader Vislin Lopez says, NCCC opened a whole new world for her. And she also mentions, um, refers to that sense of being alone. She says, NCCC gave me somewhere to look for answers, to find people with experiences like what I was going through. Being diagnosed with something you know very little about left me feeling lost. And I went on the glorious internet for some kind of answers because I just knew that somebody out there had to be talking about it. I found that is so much more here. I found a place where I can help other women like me find comfort and also help other women to keep from going through the same thing. NCCC for me means family. It means hope and it means we get to save lives. Well said, Vizlin. From Houston, Elizabeth Castro says, NCCC is a powerful forum through which patients, survivors, family, friends, and healthcare providers can all come together for the common cause of eliminating gynecologic and other HPV-related cancers. And, you know, I agree with Elizabeth. We really make a priority of including the whole team, the patients, healthcare providers, family, and friends. You know, I don't know if it exactly takes a village, but it does take a team. And NCCC likes to try and make those connections. Sebring, Ohio's Tina White says our organization gives her a chance to change someone else's life. NCCC is a part of my life that allows me to share and actually make a difference. And the fact that it is a free resource to the women who need it makes it invaluable. Well, there you go. We also ask the chapter leaders to give some advice uh, from women and their loved ones who are just starting the treatment process. And um, back to Jen Lee, she said, Seek support and guidance from as many outlets as possible so you know what to expect and you have people to turn to in good times and scary times. Also, share your story with others so people are aware of ways to prevent these cancers. Reaching out to others often has the benefit of contributing to your healing and recovery. I think she's right about that. From Richmond, Virginia, Rose Thompson says, stay off the Internet. Just as no two women are the same, no two cases are the same, and therefore no two stories, treatments, or outcomes will be the same. Trust in your healthcare providers. Have faith. You must go into this with faith that you will get through your treatment and come out on the other side better and stronger. Finally, you must be patient. Depending on treatment, it can be a grueling process with chemo and radiation, and you may feel it will never end, but I'm here to tell you it will. There may be times when it becomes grueling and you question whether or not you can make it through, but you can, and you will. When these times sit and they may hit hard, allow yourself time to rest. Well said, Rose. Andrea Gail Powell echoes some similar thoughts. The advice I would give women, their loved ones, and caregivers is to be very patient, have faith, and support each other. Treatment can be brutal. I suggest take a good book to read or even the good book. And listening to soothing music is helpful as well. Stay focused on the healing process. Jane Fitch thinks it's important to connect with others as quickly as possible. I just hung on, she says. I did not fight, and I don't like that image. I just did what I had to do in order to survive. Allow others to help you as much as possible. Kawanza Billy, who's co-leader of our New York City chapter, says to keep things in perspective. 
For women and families just starting treatment, I advise them to create joyful and connected moments to remind them this has just appeared in their lives and that it won't be forever. From El Paso, Texas, Claudia Poros tells us, anyone who's beginning this treatment, I say to them, stay strong, don't give up. When you're having a good day, enjoy it. Empower yourself with friends and family. You don't have to go through this alone. And there is absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. And Claudia makes a good point. There is absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. And I mentioned earlier that cancer can be an isolating disease. And it could also carry a stigma. I, I know that may not make sense, but it's important for patients to realize that coping with cancer doesn't mean they've done anything wrong. And, you know, shame and stigma can actually increase a person's risk for uh, cancer if it, say, keeps us out of the medical office and away from screening tests that can detect cancer early. Just as a quick aside, I go for colonoscopies as recommended largely because I lost my dad to colon cancer. If it weren't for that awareness of the disease I gained with what my dad went through, I'm not sure I'd be so quick to have that test, which of course involves a scope being inserted to look for cancer, the rectum and colon. It's really not that bad, but you know, I can see where somebody might find it easy to put off because, well, it's not quite as simple as having someone take a look at your tonsils, right? Lauren Whiteside from our Charleston, South Carolina chapter chimes in on the value of creating a support system. My advice to women and their loved ones would be to let them know that they are not alone. There you go. We hear that again and again. Whatever type of treatment they're going through, someone has gone through a similar situation. I advise them to set up a support system, whether that is reaching out to NCCC and being connected with someone who's gone through a similar type of treatment or even finding a support group in the community. I would let them know that the NCCC community is here for them. And Lauren's right. That's what we do. We keep coming back to this because it's so important for each and every woman dealing with gynecologic cancer to know that she's not alone. Vizlin Lopez's advice is to break things up into manageable chunks and to focus on today as much as you can. She says, you can only do this one day at a time. Handle today. Manage your emotions for today and your health care for today. Tomorrow's worry is sure to come on its own time. Communicate with your doctors. Ask questions and arm yourself with as much information as possible so that you know your treatment and its purpose. Elizabeth Castro offers this for women who are starting treatment. Let go of anxieties about the past and future. Stay grounded in the present. Let go of minutia. Tell everyone you care about how important they are to you. And in my experience, prayer helps. Amen to that. And I like the point about telling your loved ones and your support system how much you appreciate them. That's that's something that they will appreciate hearing. So finally, we ask our chapter leaders if they have any other words of wisdom or advice they'd like to share. And they did. Jen Lee said, when possible, do everything in your power to promote good physical and mental health. Stay active if you can. Eat well and take time to enjoy life. Sharon Griffith adds a twist along the lines of acceptance. She says, so different are we that our cancer course will be too. Acceptance and recognition are sometimes all we need to defy this disease. Jane Fitch speaks to the power of one of our recurring themes, making connections. Treatment is brutal, physically, emotionally, financially, and spiritually. Use all the resources you can. Take one day at a time. Breathe a lot. Pray a lot. Allow others to hold a space for you and do for you what you will not be able to do for yourself. The number one message I got through my treatment was connection. Connect with spirit. Connect with others. Connect with self.
Lindsay Dowling, who runs the Arizona chapter along with my buddy Chandra Hall, says to find empowerment and purpose. Life is but a lesson. I learned the importance of living each day to its fullest, of taking my health in my own hands, of the importance of helping others in need, and of the need to be vocal. Don't lose yourself in this disease. Find yourself. I love that line. Kawan Zabili tells us, you are enough to get through this challenge. You have love, strength, and health all as well. And I'll add to that that you have NCCC and chapter leaders like Kawanza too. Claudia Poros has one of the lines of the day too. It's fight like a girl. Let's kick cervical cancer's ass. And you go, Claudia. You're absolutely right. Let's get all Ronda Rousey on cervical cancer. Echoing some of um, the earlier sentiments, Sandy Fisher mentions the power of joining with others. She says, although I wasn't aware of the NCCC until after my sister lost her battle, I highly recommend our website to educate yourself and connect with others who are in similar situations. NCCC Online provides info on what's going on around the country. It's an amazing committee I'm part, truly proud to be part of. Uh, thank you for that. And the website she references is nccc-online.org. And I'll repeat that again at the end. Lauren Whiteside circles back to the idea of stigma. She says, we've come a long way in regards to awareness on HPV and cervical cancer, but we still have a long way to go. The stigma is being broken down, but it still exists. That's why we need others to join NCCC to help eradicate cervical cancer and spread awareness on HPV. My advice is to continue to share your story with whomever will listen. Sharing is how we're able to create a movement. Vizlan Lopez tells us how to get comfortable with the topic. As a patient and a chapter leader, I have learned to open up more towards the subject, and I have also learned that if I'm confident in speaking about vagina issues to women about the, without the whispers and code words, then they too open up and discuss sexual health very comfortably right back. I think that's a that's an excellent point, not to be squeamish when discussing our anatomy. Uh, if you're a fan of Harry Potter, you might recall how in the beginning, the wizarding community was reluctant to refer to the Dark Lord by name, instead almost whispering, he who must not be named when referencing that disagreeable entity. Harry and Professor Dumbledore were having none of that and insisted on calling him by his name, Lord Voldemort. I believe Dumbledore's reasoning was that by being afraid to talk openly, you're giving, giving him even more power over you. And finally, Tina White tells us, never, ever lose hope, ever. And don't believe for a moment that you have tried everything. No one has tried everything. Keep seeking the support and care you need, expect, and want, no matter what anybody says or thinks. And know that you are loved, cared for, and not alone. And that's right. And there is always a place for you at NCCC. I just want to say thank you to our chapter leaders for taking time to share their wise words. And indeed, there is much wisdom here. Uh, these women know their stuff, and I'm grateful to each of them. Thanks also to you for listening to this podcast. You could subscribe in iTunes. Just go to the iTunes store, search for ASHA or the Sex Plus Health podcast, the official name, and we'd love to have you download these regularly. Uh, we're online at ashasexualhealth.org and ncccdashonline.org, and of course. Follow us on Twitter. We're at InfoAsha and also at StopHPBCancer. And be our friend on Facebook if you would. You can also sign up on the website to get our uh, update emails. And we'll let you know what's happening in the world of sexual health, including new resources as we roll them out. 
Until next time, this is Fred Wine from the National Cervical Cancer Coalition. So long, everybody. <laughs>